your girl seven welcome to seven t uh, a podcast about how a person appears to be normal but has a circus of clusterfuckery going on in their brain yeah clusterfuckery i'm going with that i'm going with that word i'm sticking with it <laughs> so if you're new welcome uh since the last episode i've really been trying to ride high and and sometimes literally on my oprah like aha moment uh the revelation where i see energy as currency my black therapist who i call sister circle and my brown energy worker who i call sister shaman both hit me to this real ass life hack and the life hack really was just simply look at energy as currency. Wherever I invest my energy, I will receive a harvest. This advice has done wonders on my rage. It's evident because my blood pressure is back to normal. Plus the life hack just makes sense. If I put my energy into racism, hatred, ignorance, uh, trying to make my pettiness look professional, then I'm going to get a harvest of the same things. I'm going to get that back in my life in the form of forms of racism, uh, hatred, ignorance, and more pettiness. And ain't nobody got time for that. Like, I want a good life full of good harvests. So instead of being pissed off at the people at work because of their ignorance, I use that same energy that went into my rage and I use it to find things that will make me laugh, for instance. If I'm sitting at work and somebody is saying something completely stupid behind me, especially when it has to do deal with yours, <laughs> I'll go in and Google something real quick. I know it's it's wrong, but I love seeing kids run into walls. You know what I mean? run into like glass doors, tripping. It just, it makes my soul sore. It, I am just giggling and giddy on the inside <laughs> once I see that. I know it's bad, but it's just the truth. And I'm sorry, but putting that into Google and getting all these images and making me laugh, that puts me in a better mood. That raises my frequency. I know that's a hipster word. Don't get scared. I'm not going to go down that road. But it does. And if I'm in a better mood, then my energy is not depleted so quickly. I also try to use that energy to find fun at work. So if I run into somebody who is just a fun sucker, oh yeah, I get the fuck out of there. <laughs> I don't have I don't have the energy to invest into a person that I don't even know your last name, but you're around my desk just fucking the sun, it's fucking the sun. <laughs> fucking the sun. <laughs> yes, fucking the sun out of the room. I'm staying with it. <laughs> I meant sucking the fun <laughs> out of the room. <laughs> so anyway, and I'm keeping it. That's staying in the episode, not editing that out. What's up? So honestly, these are the things that I have been doing all week. 
if I need to take a break because I start to feel my energy go down and get low, then I take a break. I'm not going to be this I am every woman Shaka Khan bullshit. I'm not going to do it. Is it all in me? It is all in me. But fuck that. My job does not deserve every woman that lives inside of me. It just doesn't. I tried my best to be the good black at work and try and show these white people that black people do work hard, especially black women, and that we go above and beyond. But it didn't work. Me, oh, doing over-the-top shit and stuff that no one asked me to do, it still didn't work. They still have ignorant thoughts. So, fuck that. (laughs) I'm going to take a break and relax. And at the same time, you know what else I've been repeating to myself? This is a deadline. This is not life or death. (laughs) And that has helped me to my core. You hear what I'm saying? There are people who are really dealing with some real life or death situations. I don't have cancer. This is not a situation that if I don't get a heart in time, then I'm going to die. This is a billing report that needs to be turned in to my boss a week earlier than it needs to be turned into her boss. That's all this is. So when I repeat that to myself, I, that makes me get my happy ass up walk around, go get some water, go look at the sun, go look at a mountain or a tree and chill the fuck out. So I have been really taking breaks, laughing more, really having fun because I understand that energy is currency. That those those words right there have changed my life. I'm not going to put harvest into pumpkins. I hate pumpkins. I hate pumpkin pie, pumpkin spice, anything to do with pumpkins. I don't like it. Now, if we put that into the lovely analogy of people or things, and I don't like a certain person or characteristic or certain thing, then that's what I call a pumpkin. Somebody will start talking and I'm like, Is this going to help my dream? No. (laughs) Is this going to give me more energy? No. This conversation will not do any of those things. So, you know what, girl? Have a great day. All right. All right, girl. Yeah, I hear you. Have a great day. And I'm out. I'm not doing it. There's no reason to. It is so freeing. So if I don't want pumpkins, I'm not investing in pumpkins. You know what I like? Eggplants. Because eggplants remind me of my delicious dreams and dick. And you know what? That's where I want to put my energy. You know what I'm saying? That's what I want to invest my energy into. So that I can have more of my dreams and more of my husband's dick. That's it. Everything else you can keep. So it's are you a pumpkin or an eggplant? I ain't got time for you if you if you're a pumpkin. Get out my face. I mean, it has really been great. Sorry, I've went out on a tangent, but I'm back. Um, the thing that I've actually had a problem with. Let's get to my issues. The thing that I've actually had a problem with, though, is that, like you guys know, I have general anxiety disorder. I have GAD, and anxiety kind of makes your brain uh, sticky, and if a thought full of fear gets into your brain, sometimes anxiety will come out and just stick to it and then put that shit on repeat and it'll play over and over, over and over again in your mind. 
and I can't stop it. So the, the thought uh, that was full of fear that got into my brain was about weight gain. Recently, your girl weighed 175 pounds. Now, I stand at about five foot two. <laughs> so when you're 175 pounds and you're five foot two, your doctor likes to use words like obese. <laughs> and you want to be like, you can obese these nuts, <laughs> which gladly I have never said, but hearing the word obese every time you hear you get into a doctor's office, never fun. So I decided to start losing weight and I have lost about a half a pound per week over the last few months now. It's been about three months that I've lost a half a pound consistently um, every week and I'm very happy I'm elated because it's consistent and it just keeps going down and down and down problem is when you get a thought full of fear in your brain and it repeats itself over and over again and you can't stop obsessing about it you're gonna get a harvest of what weight gain so it's no surprise that I gained a whole ass pound this past week one whole ass pound. I have been dropping pounds, well, a half a pound each week, and I gain a full ass pound because I couldn't stop obsessing about it. So I don't really know the solution to that problem. However, I am going to see Sister Circle this week. So y'all stay tuned for that tea. I hope, hopefully, she'll give me an exercise to make my brain stop obsessing about thoughts I don't want it to. And again, when she gives that to me, I'm going to spill it to you. So stay tuned. But anyway, that's not what this was about. I really wanted to give y'all an update on what happened since the last episode. But this is not what this episode is about. This episode is about books. I called it Clara T because I really wanted you guys to understand how much clarity I get from reading a book. And I read so many of them that it would be uh, not complete or not transparent if I didn't show y'all or share with y'all the books that I'm actually reading. Plus, I think more people need to read more books. You know what I mean? Books are like the conversation you would have with a wise person that you would never cross paths with in real life. So you get to read all the cheat codes to the game called life And uh, again, I just really want to fill y'all in on a very brief summary of them so you can hear them and be like, "Mm, I'll read that or "Mm, girl, that ain't for me. All right. So Clara, all right. And we're back. So the book I read was called Shook One. Uh, It's by Charlemagne the God. Actually, I think the whole title is Shook One Anxiety Playing Tricks on Me. Uh, this book was a surprise. It was a surprise because Charlemagne is a dick. Which is why <laughs> I really think he enjoys asking the hard questions because he gets off on that shit because he's a dick. You know what I mean? You get what I'm saying? <laughs> I've seen him be an ass when he asked this question for the second time to Chrisette Michelle. Did you really have a miscarriage? Like twice. He asked the girl twice if she really had a miscarriage. And yes, 
cancel culture before you get in my ass. I don't listen to Chrisette Michelle anymore since the acceptance of the Trump invitation that she like accepted. I get it. I mean, honest, let's be honest. Listen to her shit because all her shit's been trash. Okay. Her last good album was better. Okay. And since then it's been whack. It's been trash. Okay. But I haven't been listening to her <laughs> since she told her Trump president that she was going to sing at his inauguration. I was like, oh, okay. No, I'm good, girl. Even with all of that, I think it was cold hearted to ask a woman if she really had a miscarriage. A miscarriage, man? To badger her on that subject is just heartless. I also saw him be a champion in the exact same interview, pushing back on Chrisette's every excuse on accepting that same invitation. He wouldn't let any of the excuses fly, y'all. I mean, like, any of the excuses fly, hover, flap a wing, not, not, not a thing. And it made me feel like he was really for the people. So... I just came to accept that he is just a person who uses his dickness for good, in the best way he can, at least. Um, And that is why when he released his first book, Black Privilege, I think it's what it's called, I completely passed on it. Because, like, Dick has done many things in my life, but it has rarely taught me about loving my blackness, about black privilege. (laughs) So I just couldn't see, I couldn't connect. I mean, there was that one time. It was that one time. But that's neither here nor there. I couldn't connect the two, like, oh, this author is about to give me some good shit. I wasn't about to do that. Um, But then it all changed, and I saw his, when, actually, it all changed when I saw his stance on Kanye and his mental health. Also, when I started hearing him Um, debate the most misogynistic man I have ever heard Andrew Schultz on his on their podcast um, about the rape culture I'm sitting here if the king of all assholes can like digest that this culture is real and it's really fucking us all up as women and men to be honest with you um then we're getting somewhere in life he's really evolving as a man to really look into this and be like, nah, this shit is not cool. Like, we got to chill out with that. All that to say, The Harvest was ripe when Black Excellence at Work told me about this book. Uh, Side note, I haven't really introduced y'all to Black Excellence. Black Excellence is one of the three Black people that work at the job. It's me. There's this other lovely woman. She's a little older, so and we rarely see her at the job. And then there's Black Excellence. And I call her Black Excellence because not only is she currently currently working on her doctorate, she's teaching online classes on the weekend, putting together a conference in Seattle, and works over 40 hours at my job. That's not to mention the fact that she's a wife and she's a mother to a teenage son. So, yeah, that's why I call her Black Excellence. So, anyway, Black Excellence told me about this book, and she told me it was on mental health in the Black community, which is my favorite subject, obviously. So, I had to get on it. She went on to talk about, like, how she could relate because Hurricane Harvey came through 
and just took a bunch of stuff and she lost a lot, including a house. And Charlemagne was talking about his first interactions with a real tragedy, um, which was Hurricane Hugo and how it began to play, you know, tricks on his mind. So she said she could relate to how that one big tragedy does this domino effect on your mental health. So I was really excited. And once I got over the fact that Charlemagne can't pronounce any STR words like straight, he's like straight or something. It's weird because I got the audio book. Yes. If you don't have time to read, get the audio book. I bet you that would even help at work. It'll, it'll save your energy at work. If you have it in your ear doing your thug thizzle, I'm just saying that's the side note. But yeah, after I got past the fact that he can't say like straight, um, it was really an eye-opening book. First of all, I never thought I could relate to this asshole, um, except on some issues of race, but that's about it. And I was very, very wrong. He begins to talk about a very vulnerable situation he was in where he was high as a kite, <laughs> laying next to his wife and he was high as a kite due to the advice of his friends his friends was like you want to taper off your anxiety you need to hit that marijuana and so now he's laying next to his wife in bed in a hotel room and they just had their intimates their intimate uh time and he was freaking out because he couldn't make his wife squirt like legit <laughs> was just rambling and babbling on and he thought that their their marriage was over. He, he literally thought that she was going to divorce him and that's it. It's over because of this one night. <laughs> so it's funny, but if you're a person with anxiety, you understand how one thought can get you from Oh, it's a beautiful sunny day. And then two minutes later, you're like, I'm going to die. I'm going to die right here because the sun rays are going to make me get cancer. And the cancer is going to eat away at everything that I love inside of my body. And I'm going to die in four months, dead. Maybe even two. Two sounds better. I'm going to die. It's, it's stupid. But for him to explain that and his thought pattern on how he got from broken tongue to like divorce, I related to it so fucking much. I'm sitting here in my car like, yes, Charlemagne, yes. <laughs> and by the way, being high with anxiety is not the fun times people talk about. These powerful strange they, strains they got nowadays is not your mommy and daddy's weed of the 60s. They come with fucking superhero powers and capes and vibranium and titanium and shit. So... With someone who is constantly paranoid of dying by just crossing the street, smoking the weed of today is just setting your thoughts up to be on a roller coaster of death, doom, and destruction. For real. So anyway, I had no idea that this arrogant jerk was feeling all these fears and insecurities. Like, like if this king of assholes, I think I've said that already. Let's see another word I can use dick of all dicks is feeling these fears how many other black men are going through the same things 
feeling like this without having the words to express them the way that Charlemagne was able to. Because we haven't taught them how to express themselves. We haven't given them words or even a safe space to to say those words. And the way he was describing his thought patterns was extremely intelligent and relatable, like I said before. Even his struggles on how he was supposed to explain these feelings to like a white man psychiatrist or a white woman therapist, it was hard, especially when he was young. Like, he's like, basically, I'm paraphrasing, he's basically saying like, they don't understand the language. And I got it because some of the things I say may come off aggressive. If I'm like, bitch, you is killing it in them motherfucking hills. You better kill him. Okay, bitch. If I do all of that, like, I don't have to explain that to somebody who is black. <laughs> that I'm actually giving you a compliment and not calling you a, like a for real, for real bitch. <laughs> So sitting in a counselor's office where you're supposed to let your guard down and be completely yourself because it's a safe space and you start popping off, you know what I mean? Your therapist would be like, oh, you're really aggressive. We need to really take care of that. And sometimes our young boys will get into a therapist's office and they'll slap them with conduct disorder without really realizing that they're actually depressed or dealing with a heavy dose of anxiety because they can't can't get past their language or the way they talk. You know what I mean? So he was trying to explain that and it was it really had a lot of light bulbs going off in my brain. I really enjoyed it. As a black woman, not only did I relate to the book, but I learned about like what my brothers go through just a little bit more, you know? I love like for instance, I love wrestling with my husband it's so much fun to see how his mind works when I'm trying to like pin him down or something like that you know and it's play wrestle like we're playing like don't get it twisted he'll literally be like on the couch minding his business and then I will just full speed ahead down the hallway run and jump on him while he's just watching tv because I want to (laughs) wrestle I grew up with brothers that's what I want to do you know what I mean (laughs) I love it it makes me feel safe I know I'm weird but it it does I like it and I can understand why I would want to wrestle because it makes me feel safe right however I don't understand how my son and my husband need to wrestle every time they see each other Like, it doesn't fucking matter (laughs) where we are. (laughs) They go at it like a pack of wolves. Like, me and him, when we wrestling, it's play wrestle. But, like, him and his son, like, if you don't know what's going on, you will really think, like, some shit went down. (laughs) Because it's like, what the fuck, man? I'm sitting here just moving lamps and couches out of the way, picking up articles of clothing, you know, moving um, phones out of the way. (laughs) I'm just... Just trying to make sure everybody's safe because I know they got to do it. But due to this book, it it really gave me an insight into how how much anxiety goes into trying to be the protector of your family. It'll really drive you crazy if you don't really watch that shit. And I understand 
that I shouldn't let like my gas tank get low. But I don't understand the overreaction of my my husband when he's like, why is your tank so low? Let's go get some gas. I'm like, there's two more days worth of gas in here. (laughs) Why are you freaking out? But reading this book, it's like, oh, like you're already paranoid about something happening to me already. So me getting low on gas when I have the potential of like running out of gas in the middle of nowhere you got to come get me and hope I didn't die like that's a lot I get it I'm I'm starting to get it so there were so many other like nuances that I didn't really understand until I read the book and again it didn't just help me understand my brothers my my black men but it really shed some light on things that I didn't even understand about my own self it did a really good job on integrating our hip hop culture and mental health. It really spoke in a language that I, I, it really hit my soul. So I definitely recommend this book for real, for real. I think every counselor that is um, in therapy, who is doing therapy with a black person needs to read this book. Like right now, if you are a black person dealing with mental health issues, go get the book right now. Um, if I had to give it like any rating system, I'd give it a 10. You know, I mean, I did straight 10 for real. I, I, it was that good I wish I could give gifts out like buy them as gift and give them to all these black boys out here it's such a good book it on a scale of white green and black tea it's a strong black tea go pick up the book it will help you out so that's the end of Clara uh shook ones uh, I hope you really enjoyed it remember sip slow but sip loudly and namaste bitches